Hey, to a, another episode of our annual 31 Days of Horror with, uh, got Brian with me and this is Lance. How's it going, Brian? It's going good. So, uh, so it's been hard, hard getting me, getting me on the recorder, man. Apologies, apologies for that. A couple of days later than we, than we wanted to go here. Yeah, you know, life, life happens. <laughs> yep, it's going to be interesting making this move and uh we got i got to work remote all next week we got to find a place to live in florida so that's going to be fun but we'll we'll get it figured out man um so i guess we'll jump in this is we do this every year i've i've got nine i'm sure you're you probably got a a tenth one i started a tenth one today but i didn't get all the way through it um i have yes i have nine Cool. All right. Well, we're in sync. So, folks, you know how this thing works. We go through 31 days and we do 31 different movies. But this year with a twist, uh, Brian and I have both made a commitment to catch only 2023 releases or at least movies that are put on streaming in 2023. I think if you go to IMDb, at least one of mine said 2022. But I think we can I think we can get away with that. What do you think? Yeah, because usually it'll say 2022, but they sometimes they count like festival releases, which I, I don't count. Hey, man, long as we're watching new shit, we're we're good. And there's plenty to watch this year. I, I think I'm going to have no no trouble at all filling out the 31 days. So that's that's a good thing. Some are going to be better than others, but that's per usual. Um, so far, you know, with my first nine, I'm kind of surprised. I've liked more than some more than I thought. Um, I've got one that I had to watch a different movie because it turns out it's the film you picked for us next week. Yeah. So uh, that would be cheating. So I did. I did. I did pick a different one. So we're straight. So uh, count down one to nine, man. You want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, my first one. I believe this came out early, early this year, like pro- probably like January, February, and that's The Pope's Exorcist, starring <laughs> Russell Crowe. Um, I didn't hate the movie, but then again, it's not my cup of tea. I'm not into the religious horror. And as you probably will hear with our exorcist review, there's kind of a high bar set with exorcism possession type movies. Sure. And a lot that comes out after it is pretty cookie cutter and run of the mill paint by numbers whatever whatever expression you want to use you know they're pretty much all the same i i did like russell crowe's performance i'm kind of liking the the roles he's been doing lately it yeah, kind of looks like he's just just having having fun with it being being fat with it fat fat, fat russell crowe he he definitely owns it so um if you have netflix and you're into the possession, religious horror, I, I say check it out. Some of the effects were kind of cool. Some of them were kind of cheesy, but it's nothing new. It's nothing you haven't seen before, but it, it's streaming on Netflix now. All right. Pope's Exorcist. So you'd, you'd give it a recommend? Yeah, if I had to rate it, I'd probably I'd give it a six and a half. All right, cool. Well, my first my first pick of the year is is one that that I thought was going to be absolutely horrible, and 
you know, guaranteed to make the bottom 10 because it just, to me, seemed like such a stupid premise. But I went over to Shutter and checked out uh, Elevator Game. Oh, okay. And uh, this was directed by Rebecca McKendry. I, I think a lot of folks will know her from, uh, what is it, Colors of the Dark podcast? And hasn't she done a couple others as well? Yeah, she uh, she did that movie. Uh, what was it about the the glory hole? Whatever oh, the guy in the bathroom. Right. Glory. Was it yeah. glory? <laughs> glorious or something? Glorious. <laughs> I believe she's uh, got a PhD, so I think it's Doctor Rebecca. Yeah. Doctor Doctor McKendry. That is correct, sir. Um, I, I wasn't I wasn't disappointed with this one. Um, I thought it was going to be a really silly premise, but once they kind of got into some things and um, once you realize what was going on with uh, there's, I'll, I'll, I'll spoil a little bit and say that there may or may not be like an alternate dimension involved here. And I, I enjoyed it, man. I thought that the, uh, the cast was pretty much all unknowns. I didn't, I didn't really recognize anybody that was in it, but I, I thought that the way that they played off one another is basically they're doing kind of like a YouTube channel. But it's like one of those monetized ones where they've got, you know, a guy that's in charge of it and, you know, shouting out orders, you know, do this, do this. We need better ratings. We need more people to, you know, hey, be sure to show the energy drink when you're walking through the haunted house, you know, that kind of thing. But uh, no, I was I was impressed with it. It was a fun movie. And I watched it with uh, with AJ and the granddaughter and uh, they enjoyed it as well. So, you know, relatively family friendly. I don't. I don't know if it's PG-13 or R. I don't know if that really matters on, on Shudder, does it? No, it doesn't. Yeah, this this is a good one. This is a, It surprised me. I had fun with it. Um, is it going to be, you know, is it going to win any uh, awards? Probably not. But, yeah, man, I thought it was a fun little movie. I, I liked what they were doing with the, the different floors. And, you know, when the door opens, you got to keep your eyes shut. Or if you if you open your eyes, something happens. So, I, I would recommend this one, probably probably six and a half on ten. All right, cool. Uh, you might be hearing it on our next uh, installment. All right. All right, number two for me is a movie that all of us were supposed to review, but none of okay. us reviewed. Oh, I think I know where we're going. <laughs> the Last Voyage of the Demeter. Yes, or, or it, as, as a couple of people told me, better. I think Zim said better late than never when I posted that I watched it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lance, I didn't like it. Oh, no. This might fall into my bottom 10. That bad? Was it? But was it really that bad, Brian? Come on. It's, it's well made, well acted, okay. but it's boring as hell. And they did that thing where you can tell uh, Dracula spoilers if you don't know the story. It's Dracula. <laughs> By the um, way. Yeah. Uh, I can tell they did that thing where they did the makeup and prosthetics and all like that, but then they just covered it with CGI. Yes. Okay. I see what you're getting at. But and the I think photography was beautiful, wasn't it? Yeah. But I just couldn't get over it because I think it's the same actor good. that that did uh, Mama, and when we did the trivia, ah. found out that he did, was in full makeup, but they just like CGI'd everything after that, and oh, I no. just I don't I don't get why you do the makeup then. 
yeah, what's the point? I, I remember you talking about that. You said, what's the point of doing all the makeup and sitting in a chair for two hours if you're just going to CGI it? Yeah, and I think the actor's name is uh, Javier Botet. So okay. he, he's got an interesting look to him. He's very tall and long, lanky arms. Right. And and the, 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 the version of Dracula they went with was kind of more like a like a Salem's Lot type of uh, Nosferatu type sure. vampire. Okay. So it, it kind of looked cool. But kind of it like just... Nick, Nicholas, Nicholas Cage before he got the blood he needed? Yes. And uh, it just it was just too much CGI for that character. I thought it, I thought it was a waste for that character. And it just, it took me out and it just... Yeah, I understood. And... It's like we thought. It, they just they drug out the story to fit a whole movie. <laughs> okay. Woo, so man, I if I had to rate this one, one, I'd probably give it. I'll be fair and give it a four. Wow. Okay. Four for four for you is pretty low. Yeah. Four for Philip means bottom three, right? <laughs> oh man. Well. Too bad. Let's 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 get off the the Demeter and 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 go up into outer space for my next movie. So uh, I believe this one's on Hulu. It's called uh, No One Will Save You. Oh, okay. And uh, this movie, I kind of knew what to expect because I knew it was. Uh, I thought it was just kind of your standard alien abduction movie, and that it was probably going to be a whole lot of talky talky until maybe like an hour in, and then you were going to have like thirty minutes batshit crazy. Boy, was I pleasantly surprised. Man, the action in this movie started 10 minutes in and never let up. And I was just, I was mesmerized. I don't know who this young lady is that that played the actress. Um, Caitlin Dever, have you ever heard of her? No, um, I'll talk about this one in a couple picks, but um, I was surprised. I, I've never seen or heard of her before. The, the only thing I remember her for was uh, Booksmart. Um, she was in that, and there was a um, uh, Dope Sick TV miniseries about the opioid epidemic. I don't know if you've heard of that one. Oh, uh, Michael Keaton? Yeah, Michael Keaton plays the doctor, the little country doctor, and she's the uh, one of the coal miners that gets injured and gets hooked on the, the opiates, but uh, my God, this movie, man, start to finish, it gave me everything i wanted and you had like all different types and sizes and shapes of aliens and it's like you know i can imagine all the fan theories that are going to be circulating about this like were there certain elements like certain aliens that lived inside others and and took over people at every or you know creatures at every planet they come to or were they like working in tandem or was it kind of just all part of the same i thought they did a really really good job of an alien invasion movie and i I definitely felt paranoid the whole the whole way through this movie and very sad for her. And um, yeah, it was um, it, it was a great performance. Uh, I thought the special effects were top notch. And I don't know if this one had come out at, at, at the theater and gotten good press. I, I think this one this one would have been a big hit. I'm I'm, I'm loving this one, man. Nine nine on ten for me. Nice. No one will say yeah. Nice. Okay, uh, moving on to my number three is a uh, we reviewed the trailer uh, I think a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, and that was um, All Fun and Games. Yes. Starring okay. uh, Nancy Dreyer, 
from Stranger Things. And, ah, uh, I do. Yeah, I do remember that. And uh, what is the other guy? Asa Butterfield. He's been in a bunch of things. Yeah, good old Asa. So is this from streaming anywhere? Uh, I had to go by other means to find this one. Okay, enough said. <laughs> Uh, the thing that really surprised me about this movie is it's, I think it's an hour and 16. It's very short. Okay. Um, it's straight to the, straight to the point. Um, it takes place, I believe in Salem. Mm-hmm. And, uh, a little kid gets a hold of, uh, and uh, I'll just say an artifact. I won't say what it is. And he kind of reads the inscription and it brings upon, a a curse that of course, you know, has to do with witches and, you know, Salem Mm -hmm. and it brings, uh, forth a demon that wants to play games. And basically you're kind of fucked if you play the game because you play the game until you're dead. Wow. Okay. Well, sounds pretty original. And, um, it's not too violent. I say you can, you can probably watch this with the granddaughter um, some of the act, some of the acting was was fine. It, it's nice to see Natalie Dreyer do do more stuff. I like to see I like those Stranger Things kids, and yeah, I like to see them the do, do yeah I like to see them do more. Um, I say it's a recommend. I give this one a six and a half, maybe seven. Okay. It's uh, like I said, it's a quick watch. It's under an hour and twenty. Straight straightforward story. And uh, I thought the cast did pretty good. And it's all fun and games until somebody unleashes a demon, huh? Yeah, don't pick up (laughs) strange artifacts and read the inscriptions. Right. Now that we've heard before, but it sounds like a new twist on it at least. Yeah. All right, so recommend then. Yep. I think we're off to a pretty good start. Well, except for the Demeter. Ah, okay. Well, let me bring us back down again. Let me let me bring us down into something where we uh, walk through the woods that we're told, or the, the jungle, I should say, that we're told not to go through. And uh, we start stepping in a little muck and mire. This is a nice little movie I like to call Hateable People in Stupid Situations that you just kind of can't wait till they die. Oh, and let's throw in some non-venomous snakes. That are in nature uh, not I know where you're going. Biting people and giving them a few hours to live until they uh, come up with a way to suck the venom out. And oh man, using I was I I, I wasn't totally sold on what my score was going to be on this one until there was a particular scene where someone decided to literally use the snake as a rope to reach something. <laughs> um. <laughs> Of course, I'm talking about quicksand. If folks, if if you wish, you can find this one on Shutter. I've I've heard nothing but bad things, so I'll admit it. I hate watched it, and boy, was I not disappointed. This is a piece of shit. Yeah, I didn't like it. Man, you talk about two people that you just can't wait to see die. Um, the only complaint I have about this movie is that they didn't both die within the first five minutes. We could have just watched the snake for another hour. This is I, terrible, man. I hated terrible. that ending. 
I don't. I hate to admit it. I don't even really remember exactly how it ended. <laughs> so. it, the, for listeners, if if you're trying to wonder about the movie, if you've seen Open Water, it's that, oh, but in quicksand. You're so, just question. waiting for something to happen. Okay, I've got a question, Brian, or maybe I should ask this of the special effects people, but why did the quicksand just look like they were in water with leaves floating on the top of of it and why were they not able to get out of it that's exactly what it was it, it it never it never looked felt like quicksand you never felt you just watched the entire movie wondering why can't they just get out they're, they're not sinking anymore it felt like they sunk as far as they could <laughs> they were like three feet in the water because <laughs> i believe quicksand if i mean uh-huh. Listeners, somebody correct me if I'm wrong. I, I believe quicksand, the more you move, the quicker you sink. Okay. And there was a lot of movement here, and they just seemed to have just stopped at a certain point, conveniently to where they can continue breathing. Yeah, I hadn't really even seen quicksand show up in a movie since, like, the old Activision games and stuff like that. They don't really talk about quicksand much anymore. Um, no. I guess uh, I guess now we know why. <laughs> yeah, one maybe. on one on ten. One yeah, on maybe, ten, right? <laughs> maybe not make a whole movie out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was this was this was bad, man. This was not make probably not my least favorite movie of the year, but at one on ten, it's going to be in the running. All right, uh, moving on to number four, uh, Lance. You already mentioned this, and it's uh, no one will save you. Oh, nice. I love this movie. I thought the main actress was amazing in it. I thought the effects were cool. I thought the story was cool. The the whole alien invasion slash home invasion angle they did with it. I thought the, the, her her backstory was tragic. Right. And what really surprised me, like I watched this with my daughter, and it was probably. 20 minutes left in a movie and I looked at her and I was like she hasn't said a word in this movie oh wow that's a that's a good sign yeah I'm like I'm just like looking at her and I'm just like there's been almost no dialogue in this whole movie and I haven't noticed it I've just been so into the story that it just took me that long to realize there's hardly no dialogue in the movie and it worked because it, it, it is story driven in, in what oh, you're yeah. seeing. And uh, yeah, I have to give uh, agree with you, Lance. Uh, nine out of ten. Nice. Nice. All right. Cool. I'm glad, I'm glad I, we're on the same page there. And I'm wondering why Philip hasn't seen it. This is I think oh, you said it on the last episode. This is right <laughs> up his alley. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll get him in front of it. We'll make sure he checks it out before the year's over. All right. right. We're moving on. Your number four. Yeah. Number four is going to be tough, man, because this was a little movie called. I I just watched it just to get a 2023 movie in subspecies five blood rise. Uh, You just skipped a, you just skipped a five. I I did. I literally did. And I have no idea why I watched this without seeing two, three or four, but uh, not a great movie, man. But, I cannot 
put it on a bottom list because it's what it's almost kind of one of those so bad it's good. So first of all, you got the same exact actor that played the vampire in the original. Bill I think he's. Radu. I think he's been in every single movie. Has he? Well, he looks about. 60 years older in this one. They they explain why. Even though this is a prequel, he looks about 60 years older. They do explain why, and it does make sense. But, like, where he got the bloodstone doesn't make a lot of sense. Where he came from and how he ended up doing what he did doesn't make a whole lot of sense. For some reason, they had these two musicians that he kidnapped, a brother and sister. Like, the brother played the piano, and the sister was in a pub playing some kind of a weird wooden it, it, it honestly looked like a, a skin flute <laughs> that she, <laughs> she you know very yeah yeah really uh really sexually awkward this is not one i would watch with the kitties um lots of titties so we've got that going for us right oh okay it is, um, it is full moon <laughs> lot, lots of uh lots of really 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 bad special effects but uh I, I honestly couldn't tell you anything else that happened in this movie, but it was a little bit of fun to watch. So I'm going to give it a five on 10. It's, it's, it's one of those like right in the middle. I'm going to give it a subspecies five on 10. Uh, say, hey, I knocked out another 2023 movie. That's uh that's actually surprising. That's uh <laughs> higher than I thought you would have gave it. Ah, just for the fun of it, just for the ridiculousness. Like I say, man, there's a, a sequence where he, uh, well, first of all, he's a very pervy old man. Let's put it that way. And there's yeah. some very well-endowed young ladies that show up in it. And, uh, yeah, when he goes into that pub and orders a beer and everything's by candlelight and, you know, she's playing that weird, uh, you know, flute that literally looks like a penis. And uh, the brother's over there pounding the keys on the piano. And I, why he takes them to be his familiars or whatever i'm not really sure but but i just went with it cool all right uh moving on to number five uh this one is labeled as a horror action thriller and it's very light on the horror okay and that's called beaten to death beaten to death i don't know if i've heard of this one i've did you have us watch the trailer? No, uh, this one I just was kind of scrolling by other means to see. Ah, okay. I, I, I think All I had right. posted a, a poster or something about it like a, a little while ago. And that's why it caught my eye. I was like, oh, I remember, I remember seeing the poster. It's essentially the the movie starts with a guy getting his ass kicked, like beaten. Okay. And then the guy kind of the guy beating him kind of stops and he's kind of monologuing about stuff. And then you kind of see over off to the side uh, a woman that's dead. So you assume she's been beaten to death. And and then the guy escapes. And he's trying to get help. And just let's just say like it just gets worse and worse for him throughout the movie. And throughout the movie, we're kind of told how he got in the situation through flashbacks. I might have to watch this one, man. You're, you're, you're selling me on it. Yeah, it, it's, it's good. It's just very, very, I mean, I guess being chased and beaten almost to death. Right. 
and other people around you being beaten to death. Like, I guess that's horrific, but I don't even call it action. I call it more like a thriller drama. That's cool. I, I don't know, man. I'm intrigued. I might, I might have to add that to my list. And let's just say when you find out why he was there in this situation with these people, I'll just say uh, play stupid game, you win stupid prizes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so your your stupid people rant comes back. Yeah, but overall as a movie, I'd, I'd probably right. give it a seven. Oh wow! Okay, well I'll, I'll check it out, man. You got you got me intrigued. Yeah. All right, um, you're uh, number five. What what I won't watch again is my number five. Which is uh, a little movie I like to call "The Last Voyage of the of of the De Matter." Uh. Um, didn't hate it as much as you did, um, but yeah, you're spot on when you say they're basically cramming a a, a two minute sequence from a film or a you know a tenth of a chapter from a book into it, trying to cram it into a two hour movie. It just doesn't work. Yeah, I could have um, I could have read the chapter in the book and watched another movie. Well, the, By the time well, the this geeks, was over, the geeks were spot on with what they said about that—the worst ending ever. Like, first of all, why does Dracula still look like that if he's out in public? And secondly, why is this person like there but just wearing like—I don't know—I I can't put it as well as as the geeks did, man. But uh, to show up in—I be, I believe it was—they referred to it as pauper pants. And, a, and, a, and an overshirt that he's wearing at the end instead of, you know, having all the wooden stakes all around you, like Blade or something like that. Yeah, but, I just, I um, mean, from just from what we know of Dracula, like, after he feeds enough, he takes on the appearance of a man. I didn't understand that at all. Like, not an animated, all. not an animated creature in a suit and a top hat. <laughs> All right. So my biggest problem with this movie though, Brian, is that the whole, uh, the whole reason I sat, kept sitting through it, I, I just couldn't wait to see that scene of Renfield coming out cackling. Where the fuck was Renfield? He ate him. I don't know. <laughs> I thought maybe the female was going to be, end up being Renfield, but she wasn't. And I thought the I, other character was maybe, you know, a certain vampire killer, but he wasn't. I thought the one guy was going to be the Renfield character. The I can't ever pronounce his name. Polka Dot Man? Oh, yes. <laughs> Polka Dot Man. That's all you need to say. <laughs> yeah, I, just the way he, he was acting throughout the movie. And, of course, he... Oh, he would have made a great Renfield. Yeah, the, of course, he was the reason why he was on the ship in the first place. Sure, sure. I thought that was a that would have been a great change to the story to where oh. Renfield wasn't a passenger. He he kind of blended in as a, a crew member. Yes, but no payoff, Brian. So spoiler no. alert for everyone who hasn't seen Last Voyage of the Demeter. Oh, nobody's watching that movie. <laughs> I'll, I'm not as harsh as you. I'll give it a four on ten. Well, you gave it a four too, didn't you? Yeah, you're, we're <laughs> right there with each other. I guess so. Oh, let's get out of here, man, quick.
All right, number six, I will say very little about this one because I think we are possibly doing a bonus episode on it, and that okay. is VHS 85. That's the one I'm about one-third through. All I say is it is definitely a step up from VHS 99. <laughs> or Yeah. Was it 99 like, the last one? I, I think so. I, I like what I'm seeing so far, man. There is a lot of shaky cam. So if you yeah. tend to get motion sick, you might not want to watch this one. But uh, yeah, they def- they definitely give you the feeling that this was shot on old school '80s camcorder type stuff. Sure. A lot of a lot of VHS tracking issues with the video, which takes me back to the good old days when you had to get up to walk to the VCR, fix the tracking on the video. So um, I definitely liked a lot, a lot of what I saw. I mean, there, there, of course, you know, with anthologies, you know, there, there, there is the chance of some of them being misses, and I definitely probably might have to rewatch it before we do the bonus episode just to see which ones I, I like the best. But okay. I like, I liked it. It, it. I think they're back on track. I think they kind of had a misstep with the last one. And I think they're they're back on track now. All right, I, yeah, I've always got some some uh, sequences I like in every one of them, so I'm looking forward to continuing this one. All right, your number six. Uh, six. Uh, the Wrath of Becky. Um, not a horror movie. <laughs> I don't know how we we ended up with this one on the list, but this is this is definitely just all action. Um, not not super impressed with it, man. Some of the some of the characters were a little bit too on the nose, but I, my biggest problem <clears throat> is that knowing what I know about the people that they're portraying in real life, I mm-hmm. thought the villains weren't evil enough. They weren't quite cunning enough. Um, I wanted to see a little bit more, you know, from them, particularly Stifler. You know, I thought he was really going to, you know, be, <laughs> be, be incredibly... Uh, organized and evil and have a plan and like i thought maybe she was gonna like find that he'd written a whole uh you know book on how the government should be overthrown and this is why everything's wrong and this is why uh, what, are, what are they called a, a manifesto manifesto there you go i kept waiting to see stifler's manifesto so yeah um, this, this one was just okay for me yeah compared to the first one very tame i felt as far as the violence yeah. uh and cartoonish, right? Yeah, Kevin James was a, was a much better villain than Stephen. Agreed. Yep, agreed. And I do agree the his lackeys that were portraying the the let's just say like you said the real life version kind of kind of goofballs. <laughs> totally goofballs, right? I was not <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, Becky's going to fucking murder every one of these guys cuz they are so incompetent. Exactly. You you nailed it. That was what bothered me, man. I wanted to see a little bit more competition, but we didn't get that. And uh, there was a certain aspect of something she had from the first movie. Yeah, what's going to happen did, with that? They brought it up, but they didn't continue. They, did, they didn't kind of move anything forward. They really didn't. It was just kind of there. And then you get, well, we don't want to give the ending away, right? Yeah. <sighs> All right, I'll go. I'll go five and a half. I liked it a little more than I didn't. Yeah, that's fair. 
Uh, let's see. Moving on to number seven. Uh, I believe you've seen this movie and you did not care for it. And there that is there's something wrong with the children. Not a huge fan. To me, it was just kind of boring. I, I, I would maybe rewatch it if you talked me into it. I don't know if I'll be able to talk you into it because uh, <laughs> I didn't I didn't hate it. I, I okay. like the idea of the story. Right. Of the kids going into this uh, ruined and finding this hole in the ground and then let's just say they come out differently and right, are right. very evil and mischievous and causing problems with the with not only the parents but with the parents friends because I believe they're all at a cabin uh, vacationing right yeah I think I've saw it quite a long time ago but it seemed like that was the setup yeah, and I, I felt like one of the characters that, that kind of knew something was wrong had a mental illness, and I, I felt like they played a good, played into that good as far as making you think maybe this is just him having an episode or something. Sure, sure. And I thought I thought the kids were pretty good because uh, one of them sure would have got punched in the face. <laughs> yeah, not, not a lot of payoff either, right? No. I kind of I kind of saw where the story was going, but um, if I had to rate it, I give it a six. I liked it more than I didn't like it. Okay. And it's and I I felt like it kind of moved. It wasn't long, you know. A lot of a lot of movies nowadays try to be like two hours. Three hours. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. And there was one thing. Oh, the music I thought was pretty good because I, I forgot who did the music, but they kind of highlighted that in the opening credits, like music done by this person. That's and cool. I thought the I thought the, the score was was pretty cool, too, because I just remember, OK, you're highlighting this person in the beginning. So music's going to play a good part into it. And I thought the music was pretty cool. So what do you think, man? Recommend or not? Um, if you're, I, I say if you're getting your kids into horror, just kind of falls into the gateway horror because it's, it's not too kiddie, but it's not too adult. Okay. But if you're trying to look, if you're into some real horror, I, I don't think you'll be into this. I think this would be a little too slow for you. Like you said, not a, not not enough payoff in the end, and uh, so a little slow and a little mild. Yeah, there you go. Okay, well, it's a movie. <laughs> yeah, and I know a lot of people don't like child horror movies where stuff happens to children, but uh, could now, be a bigger that, warning there. Yeah, but now thinking about it, it it's not too not too bad. In this movie, so it's it's a it's an average movie. That's what pretty much I'm trying to say. All right, helping helping fill out the year, right? Yeah. All right, number seven for you. Well, I'd originally watched Pet Cemetery Bloodlines and couldn't wait to talk about that, but I'll have to do that uh, next week. So, because <laughs> the way you wrote the schedule, but I did I did get a substitute in. It was a short little hour and ten minute long movie. Um, that I found on, I believe, Shudder. Let me make sure. Yep, on Shudder. Um, 
Brian, have you heard of this one? It's called The Ones You Didn't Burn. I have heard of it, but I have not seen it. Not a bad movie. And and they kept it short and sweet. So you've got basically you've got a guy who um, I guess he's going across country from one place to 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 an old farm in New York by train that he used to live at and come to find out his dad passed away. And so he meets up with his sister there and they're trying to decide what to do with the family farm. And there's um, there's a couple of you know young ladies that have been there, you know, helping work the farm. And he kind of is introduced to them and meets up with an old friend of his. He's a he's a recover. You can tell he's a recovering alcoholic because he's got his one year chip. And, you know, as what always happens in these movies, Brian, that that chip goes 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 away pretty quickly mm. once things turn upside down. And he kind of goes, you know, batshit crazy. And then I don't want to give too much away. I really don't because there's a really good twist. I don't know about halfway through the movie that it, it kind of starts off as one, one thing and turns into something different. But, you know, if, if you're if you're into the occult, if you're into, you know, cults, you're into witches, uh, that type of thing, I, I think anybody would enjoy this. It's a good short hour and 10 minute watch. Lots of people in it you've seen in literally nothing else, nice. um, but but they all did well. It was a great little you know indie movie, and I'll I'll give it seven on ten. And I don't want to give away anything that happens more than halfway through the movie. But uh, the ones you didn't burn, it's free to watch on Shutter. Nice. All right, moving on to number eight, which we'll uh, think we'll go to nine this episode. Okay. Uh, this will be the first of two family friendly horror movies that i checked out nice uh number eight was uh disney's haunted mansion and that was also my number eight yep stacked cast um it's disney it's it's what you expect from a disney horror comedy very light on the horror very heavy on the comedy very cgi oh yeah but it's good Um, cgi good yeah it was well done. Um, I love the cast. Uh, we have uh, Lakeith Stanfield, Rosario Dawson, Owen Wilson, Tiffany Haddish, Danny DeVito. And there were some little cameos throughout the movie, which I, I won't oh, say. Yes. Oh, yes, there were. <laughs> there was uh, one particular cameo of uh, somebody as a tour guide that I think, Nez, if you haven't seen it, you'll probably go crazy for But um, overall, as a movie, uh, I felt it was a little too long. Okay, I was going to ask you which of the two tour guides you're referring to, but I I don't think you're talking about the the son of the other actor that we talked about on the last episode. That one surprised me. (laughs) That came out of nowhere, didn't it? Because I think on the recently (laughs) said I've been watching, I've been rewatching a lot of that. Yep, exactly. And my daughter was watching uh, Haunted Mansion with me, and when he popped up. She was like, is that? And I was like, you can't mistake those eyebrows for anybody. No, no you can't. Except maybe his dad. <laughs> yeah. But overall, I thought it was a decent film. Uh, just ran a little too long for me. Because there was some okay. kind of low moments for me. I think that they would have. I think this was hour 45, maybe close closer to two hours. I think if they would have just shaved 15, 20 minutes off, I think it would have ran a little bit more smoother. Mm-hmm. And uh, just interesting to see uh, Lakeith Stanfield, 
in something like this because he's a little bit more of a serious actor. I mean, outside of Atlanta, he did some comedic stuff in that, but I thought a little bit more. I'd kind of like to, yeah, I'd like to speak to that a little bit when when it gets to my turn. Okay. Well, I have some uh, thoughts about that. Give it a six and a half. Six and a half. Not bad. Not bad. I uh, so my acid test to 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 prove that what you're saying is totally correct that it ran, it ran ran too long and had some some boring scenes. In it is that the five year old tapped out halfway through, and yeah. uh, I ended up having to watch this one alone. But uh, I loved it, man. I it my I, what I liked about it is I thought Lakeith Stanfield's story was especially as you slowly learned over time, you know, his whole story, because they would just kind of show you parts of it mm-hmm. until you understood the whole thing of what happened and, and, and why he was the way he was and so sour about everything. And I, I think he kind of carried the movie from a dramatic standpoint, maybe almost yeah. too heavy. Um, but then you got this cast of ridiculous cut up characters, Owen Wilson playing a fake priest a scam yeah. artist, <laughs> Tiffany Haddish, <laughs> Danny DeVito having his heart attacks. And did you know that uh, Jared Leto has to sneak into everything? I had no idea that was him under all that CGI. Did you? No, not at I didn't even know that was him. I forgot that I his name <laughs> popped up in the credits, and I was just about right. to ask you, who was he? Yeah, he was the the the, the guy with the head in the... In the uh, <laughs> what did he carry around his lantern or whatever <laughs> yeah but yeah I, I enjoyed it man some good cameos you're right totally cgi but cgi done right i really love the effects of like when somebody would like step through a door and they'd like fall out of it or they'd be on a flat surface all of a sudden even though they were running straight um so they did some pretty cool optical effects there i thought all the ghosts were let me put it to you this way. This 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 was kind of the Halloween movie I, I had wished that the Hocus Pocus uh, 2 had been last year. Mm. Is that is that safe to say? Yeah, I, I so, agree with that. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it a solid seven. I had fun. Nice. And was it just me or did that little boy look like a grown man? I think it was just you. <laughs> he looked like a kid to me. <laughs> I couldn't tell if it was his face. Or okay. these little suit and bow ties they kept dressing him up in. That might have been it. <laughs> Playing grown up. I'm surprised I was like, he wasn't carrying old? a, a doctor's like, bag around. Yeah, I was like, how old is this kid supposed to be? Right. All right. My second and last movie I'm going to talk about for this uh, episode is another family-friendly horror movie. This one's on Hulu. And it is R.L. Stein's Zombie Town. Zombie Town. Never even yeah. heard of this one. Okay. Uh, cameos from Chevy Chase. Really? And uh, Dan Aykroyd has a good little part in the movie. No kidding. All right. Not for me. This is geared more towards. <laughs> okay. I think I was probably a little too old yeah. at the time for Goosebumps and R.L. Stein books. Uh, so this is geared more towards those people. Gotcha. Um, the, and the movie is got teenagers in it, so it's a lot of humor for teenagers. I, well, I can't even say that. My my daughter thought some of the some of the humor was kind of cringy, as she put it. Right. 
yeah. and they were they, the, the, well, the characters in the movie were a few years older than her so that that should tell you a lot right there yeah um the cast um there's there's some cameos from uh members of uh i know you know this comedy troupe uh, lance uh the kids in the hall oh absolutely yeah yeah the, they're geniuses yeah, a few of them pop up as uh, different members of the town. Okay. And essentially the story is, uh, it's it's kind of, remember we watched the movie Demons? Where they, yeah. they watched that movie and people started turning into demons. Yeah, where they were all in the movie theater, right? Yeah. Same okay. premise, but just tweaked a little differently. And instead of demons, it's zombies. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I might pass on this one. Yeah. I mean, I've got a lot of good cameos, it sounds like. Yeah, I can't recommend it. I was bored with it. Uh, I did like the cameos. I did like seeing uh, Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd pop up and stuff like that. So I'll I'll be fair and give it a five. Not but that's bad. Main, that's mainly on the cameos, though. It was just good, to, especially the, the, the guys from Kids in the Hall. Sure. Because one guy would pop up, and I'd just be like, "Hey," and then another How guy would pop guy? up, and I'd be like, "Hey." <laughs> yep. So, yeah, I can't, I can't recommend this one. Uh, the humor wasn't Uh-oh. getting me. The, the zombie effects just look like regular. I can do at home makeup effects <laughs> type stuff. Yeah, like D- Disney Channel zombies or something like that. And it's very. Uh, this movie had to have been a PG movie, not PG thirteen. I don't know. Maybe G. Maybe G. No, it was probably PG thirteen. Just how everybody gets upset about everything nowadays. They probably had to make right. it PG thirteen. So uh, yeah, can't recommend Zombie Town. But if you, if anybody does want to check it out and is a fan of R.L. Stein, it is streaming on Hulu. Okay. All right, well, I'll jump into my number nine, and then we'll meet up again on the next one. But uh, this is another one that that you you brought us the trailer for, and I thought that looks an awfully lot like a lot of other movies, (laughs) and and it was. Um, But this was uh, totally killer. Oh, okay. So uh, pretty much as stupid as you would have expected, for sure. Hmm. Can't say too many good things about this one. Probably the same exact age teenagers in the movie you just watched, but definitely not PG or PG-13. Yeah, I figured. Um, yeah, lots of raunchy comedy. Um, it was just so-so. I mean, it was one of, one that I had to watch, but yeah, nothing nothing new. Let's put it that way. Nothing, nothing new, man. Um, yeah, from some of the people... Before. From some of the people I heard that didn't like it, they said it was too much comedy, not enough horror. I guess. I mean, there were some pretty brutal stabbings, <laughs> so I'm not sure about that. But uh, I don't know, man. I, it, I got what I expected. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a five and a half, kind of like Wrath of Becky. I liked okay. it more than I didn't, and that's all I can say. All right. That's uh, one through nine for this episode. All right, cool. So uh, until the the regular show returns, uh, happy Halloween. I don't know. I guess that's what we